Welcome to the Learning Curve, the podcast for parents and educators, where we discuss positive parenting and supporting your child on their learning journey. As parents, we all want to provide the best possible environment for our children to learn and grow. But with so much information out there, it can be overwhelming to know where to start. In today's episode, we have the pleasure of hosting Jenny Ng, a renowned parenting coach and educator who aims to help parents create a deeper connection with their children through conscious parenting practices. Having benefited from her own healing and awakening journey, she advocates for self-parenting and healing by identifying triggers and patterns and working through them to develop a better sense of self and consequently a better relationship with their children. Jenny has 10 years of cumulative experience in education, adult education, parent and family life education, and problem-based learning environments. She also hosts Wudao dance therapy sessions, helping her clients restore balance in their lives through movement and breath work. Jenny's passion for guiding parents and her profound insights into the healing journey of parenthood made her a vulnerable resource for anyone seeking to create deep connections with their children. Join us as we uncover Jenny's inspiring story her personal healing journey and her transformative approach to conscious parenting. Get ready to gain valuable insights and practical advice that will empower you to embrace the challenges of parenting and foster a nurturing environment for your children. Welcome to our podcast and let's dive into the enriching conversation with Jenny Ng. Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast and today I'm very happy to have Jenny with us and Jenny. She's a very, very nice lady, <laughs> a very, very nice parenting coach. She's also an educator as well, and she has a lot of knowledge about parenting and educating our the next generation. So I'm very honored to have Janie to be here. Let's welcome Janie. And Janie, introduce yourself so that everybody knows who you are. Thank you. Thank you, Luwai, for bringing me here. And, and yeah, get to meet everyone who is looking, watching this video. I'm Jenny Ng, a conscious parenting coach, and I am also a team coach because of my background where I'm also part of this educator at the post-secondary institution. So I teach their critical thinking and problem-solving skills and life skills. Yeah, that's me. Nice. Welcome, welcome, and very, very honored to have you here and very happy to have you here to share with us. So what inspired you to become a parenting coach and how has your own healing journey influenced your coaching approach? Yes, <laughs> I love this question because it always brings me back to the beginner's mind, right? So 13 years ago, I had my daughter and I only have one child. So that particular breastfeeding night has has kind of awakened me from inside out. Just briefly share a bit, right? So you know how we were breastfeeding, you know, how many, how, however months that the parents can, right? The mommy can. So for me, right, that particular night, you know how sleep is very precious. And I thought I'm giving my child unconditional love, okay? And somehow, conscious unconsciously, she touched my cheek that night. Then I was like, whoa, so that means that unconditional love is bi-directional right she is giving me and accepted me for who I am and who I'm not of course that's my own interpretation but that interpretation is so good because 
I've grown up from a big family, so my parents have five children. So always I felt that I was conditionally loved and raised. <laughs> I have to meet, you know, different needs of my siblings and my parents. So when my child is able to touch my face like that, right, and accepted me, it, it blew me away. <laughs> and from then on, it started my healing journey to accept who I'm, I am and who I'm not. And with that, right, it's a lot of letting go of certain childhood wounds. Like, you know, it's not that our parents are not raising us the way they want, but they thought that is the best way, right? They bring the food, they cook the food for us. They ask us, you know, have you done your homework? Those are actually to them is love and concern, right? But because our needs back then was different, I think I was more emotional, sensitive child. So I wanted something more, right? So I wanted unconditional love where my parents wasn't able to attend to that needs, but my child, right, my real child in front of me was able to give me that. That started the journey and I started, I set myself, yeah. Nice, very touching. And, and I can really feel like when you mentioned about child touching you, like when I had my first child as well, it's like when their little hands, like hold onto your fingers, like, oh, that connection is a bzz, like electric shock going into your heart. Mm. Yeah, so I can really feel how you feel as well when your baby touch your cheek. When you're yeah, and, and so lovely that you are able to pay attention to this little thing, right? That vibration that from your child's fingers to your heart, yeah, is in terms of one of the communication too. Nice. Yes. I think it's only when we become a mom that we actually feel the kind of like real connection. Mm. We become very vulnerable and fragile and allow the child to get emotionally into us. Yeah. How do you help parents like create this kind of deep connection, right, with their children through the conscious parenting practices? Mm. So conscious parenting, right, in fact, is more of like we first raise our inner child, which was what the, you know, the, the wounds, the childhood wounds that I mentioned, right? Your need wasn't met when you were young, right? And then now it, it sits in as an inner child inside ourselves as an adult, right? So that, that inner child gets to heal. We have to first attend to that inner child. I would say it's a self-parenting journey to parent ourselves, that inner child first. And then we are able to connect with our children. So what do I mean by that, right? So say, you know, from young, there was this childhood experience that I got rejected by my parents. Maybe, you know, I'm just giving an example, right? I wanted that praise, right? But my parents were like, oh, you know, because they are so busy with other children. <laughs> you know, that, okay, brush me off that. Then I was like, oh, I felt rejected, right? So it is kind of in, you know, the memory on our body. As I grow up, the, the next time I face rejection and face rejection, it kind of brings me back to that, that childhood experience. Mm. Everyone has their own different wounds and childhood experience that are the needs not met, right? Nothing wrong. It's just whether you're aware or not. So because I'm aware that rejection is so important, so when my child, right, the real child in front of me, like maybe I ask her to say, you know, it's about time for you to put down your phone and do your homework. But she rejects me and continue to do right? Then if I wasn't aware, I probably has the usual reaction. Like how many times I have reminded you and why are you still sitting here? Like when I'm nagging and she's not going to make any changes. So there's no deep connection. It's really the disconnection and distance away from my child, 
Um, but because I'm aware that rejection is one trigger that I had, so the inner space, I can give a space for that in rejection, that the feeling of, oh, you know, and still have that space inside and interact with my child. It is not going to be the block or gaps between me and my child. So I'm just like, okay, stay calm, right? Because I know what's going on inside, right? So can you tell me a time that you can put down your phone and go back to your, you know, where you were just now? Then that is first that, oh, mommy is not scolding me, right? So yeah, I think that makes sense. I just give some time to, so that we can manage each other expectation. She's 13, so we, we can have this kind of conversation. This is very easy, right? Because we are able to first accept our imperfection and that vulnerabilities, right, inside of us. Then at times when our children come back, right, my daughter come back with like, oh, what happened? Maybe she got some rejection from friend earlier on. Right then I was like, I can feel that. That is the rejection that she is getting from the friend. Then I become a bit more empathetic, right? In terms of listening to her and present in front of her, show, show up, right? To say, I'm able to hold this space because I'm able to hold that space for myself, right? So I can give her that space to say, oh, you got rejected by your friend. Okay, I'm listening. Then you probably would come up naturally some kind words and compassionate words that you say to yourself already right? And then give it to her too. So then when she felt that, she's like, oh, mommy, know me, right? So then our heart and heart connection is there. Uh, we can, you know, like hold together and, and be human. <laughs> you can totally feel it, especially when you mention about, hey, go and do your homework. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I this moment where it's like, ah, why are you not listening to me? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm just as a parent, we always like, rushing up and down getting things done and then we still have to chase you for homework it's like why can't you just do it yourself it's very easily we tend to flare up as we flare up they also won't listen they were just like huh they, they'll just brush it off or they'll do it unwillingly yeah and that flare up right probably is something that it's not just showing up in your life when you interact with your child but it's also like you know towards your spouse your your parents your your colleagues right but then where is this flare up come from is it something that you can see and you know decide to do something about that yeah which is what you mentioned right a lot of consciousness need to be there for us to be conscious about it and mm. be aware of it before we even react to mm. the situation yeah. so in that case right what kind of advice would you give for mothers who struggle to balance their personal healing journey and with the demands of parenting yeah so when they, you ask that question right i hear about three keywords <laughs> that how you know how we interpret this question or this uh, the understanding of first struggle right sometimes when we say when when struggles appear be it you know through words and through through whatever form right we're like oh like you know it's it's painful maybe certain things that happen inside of you right then you interpret struggle there are different reactions we probably would want to run away from struggle or fight the struggle like you know the energy level and the anger different things so first can we interpret struggle as something that is a learning opportunity or grow opportunity okay struggle comes interesting why am I having this struggle <laughs> what is stopping me from facing it right if we are trying to run away so it's a learning opportunity about ourselves nothing wrong about struggle then we are able to continue to do right that's first thing first then second personal healing is um are we how we interpret personal healing 
Is it something that, oh, we have to stay away from the busy life, <laughs> the healing journey, right? We can really heal ourselves, right? It's something different. Healing is happening inside because you know your wounds and then you, you have certain medicine, right? Your, some, some ways to attend to that wounds. It, it can have various ones. Sometimes for you is meditation. Sometimes for you is the talk therapy, right? Coaching. And then sometimes is is like, you know, go exercise, that, that healing, right? Different kinds of healing is just trying to soothe your wounds a bit. And of course, there are healing that you can slowly, slowly get it become a smaller wound. In terms of recover, the wounds can still appear in other forms. So it would still pop up. So that is the healing part. And then the demands of parenting. So mm. then we'll put together, right, to attend to these yeah. questions. Demands of parenting, right, it sounds like something from outside. Do you agree? Yes, yes. Yes, right. Yes. right. But sometimes demands is ourselves, the expectation we have for ourselves, right? We have some requirement about, as a mom, I have to, right, with you in the blank, right? Different people have different version. And that is one, already one layer. And then probably that demand from school, from teachers, the demands from your parents, right? And extended family. And then the demands from the society, because like we define success kind of the universal in Singapore, right? <laughs> that 5C, if I can give that example. So then are we aware of all these different parts of demands? At the end of the day, right? We have to come back to the center, right? What is the expectation we have for our, ourselves, right? For our children. And sometimes, yeah, not to forget the, the, the demand that we have for ourselves so that we can have that kind of children that we want, right? As long as we are clear about, you know, our parental goal, for example, I just want to raise a responsible, resilient child. In order to raise that child, first, how do our children become responsible and resilient? They have to make mistakes. They have to own some responsibility, right? Then depends on our children at this age in front of us. Say, mine is 13, right? Then how? what does responsible and make mistake means for the 13-year-old, right? Give them the opportunity to make mistake and hold some responsibility. So that bit by bit, right? One step at a time, you know, from different age, they'll get there to that responsible and resilient adult. When we are clear, why are we parent our child in that certain way? And we will not easily sway by, you know, whatever our parents say, the grandpa grandparent could say, just say a few words, then you're like, oh, am I right? You know, is it still correct for me to do this? Mm. Right? Or, or your colleague will say something, hey, my child, right? Then you'll make it mean something towards yourself, right? Because you are clear, then you, you will like, okay, I hear you, right? These are some of your perspective. I acknowledge that then, but I, I know what I'm doing. Nice, nice. Yeah, it, it's really, really important to know that in ourselves as well. And the expectation we always give is always very high mm. to ourselves and to our children. Mm. I think because of the high demand or high expectation that we have, we add a lot of stress and pressure onto ourselves. I guess that's why it's always, there's always topic about like why mom yell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and sometimes it's because we have like a hey i think i want to raise this kind of child right and then suddenly the the psle come then wow then psle is very important right if my child going to pass or get to the good school then the pressure come then you kind of like hey i i forgot what you know the kind of goals that i want to yeah yeah, yeah i do understand that especially my first one psle two years back i always remind myself hey 
the result doesn't determine what kind of child I have. Mm. But how he take on responsibility, how he handle himself, all this is way more important than the results. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Would you mind sharing like tips or techniques, like how to identify those triggers and patterns and how do we work through them to develop a better sense of self and a better relationship with our children? I have bags of tools. <laughs> but because I'm writing a book, so I'm planning for a launch, right? It's called Parenting Unchained. In that book, I do have one tools that call CARE, C-A-R-E, right? So C stands for first check in with yourself. Check in with yourself at that present moment. So are you angry at this moment? Are you tired at this moment? Were you just having, having some conflicts with your colleagues earlier on? So just acknowledge at the present moment, what are you experiencing, right? That's first step. When before or during when you're interacting with your child, right? So acknowledge that already. So you know that, you know, with this, I call it emotional love tank. It's not 100%. It's probably like 20%. Then you know that you won't be, be your best mom at this moment. <laughs> That, that performance of as a mom, right? So then next step is R, reconnect. Reconnect to the present moment. At the same time, reconnect the kind of mom you want to be, right? But it's not easy like at that moment, if you're upset, like you still think about, hey, this is, I want to be a loving kind mom, right? So not easy, but at least reconnect with the present moment. Okay, what happened in front of me right now? Just acknowledge that situation that is showing up. Can you be there? If you can't at this state, you can ask for a break, like, go, you know, I need just five minutes to come back. That reconnection of present moment is very important to, to so that you can move on. Okay. Oh, I skipped the A. <laughs> yeah, I was like thinking, all right. So, <laughs> yes, A, attune with your child's needs. At this moment, right, your child may be just not doing homework, but what is the needs right now? So the behavior outside show that it's just not touching that, that homework, right? But it can be through a question. It can be through, through your observation, right? Maybe the child don't know how to do this particular homework. And the, the child is trying to run away from, have to face that, oh, I don't know how to do because sometimes there's the fight or flight mode. Lah. So then the child cannot face or sit in front and do that homework? Or is the child just ha not having that emotional state, right? To have the calm state to want to do homework, maybe too tired, it just needs some break. So can we catch that needs right now to give that child permission to say, okay, you know, why not you just, you know, have the 10 minutes break. But in order to having, give that options, the 10 minutes and permission to the child, right? There are a lot of background work. First, you, you probably, do you have a like a agreement, you know, the schedule by what time that the child needs to finish the homework as an agreement between you and the child. And as long as you feel that, oh, that 10 minutes won't hurt the finishing time, right? Things like that. So this one is another topic to talk about. But yeah, you hear me in terms of groundwork in order to attune to the child's need because it's also tied in with how comfortable you are, right? Yeah. To, to allow that permission. Then just now reconnect, we already say, right? And lastly, embrace. Embrace what? Embrace with gratitude and celebrate. So when, when I say gratitude is that, wow, you know, there's this opportunity here, like my child is not doing the homework, but I give my, you know, the permission for myself to allow him <laughs> to, to go and have a break, for example. That is something that it, you have overcome your own 
fear of like my child is not doing homework right now right here right mm. so, so that celebration of how you take the different actions to learn about you and yourself you and your child right and and that celebration together with your child who is able to say you know come back with 10 minutes and maybe you are still within the time that agreed and finish his homework that would be something that we we can celebrate to acknowledge each other how we have tried a different action but still able to overcome some of these uncertainties right that you are not comfortable and celebrate but you can use your word to say oh mommy acknowledge you right so even though you couldn't you know focus in the first few minutes but we talk about it and you know you take a break for that 10 minutes and you come back on time at 10 minutes right and and continue to do what you want to do so yay high five <laughs> yay mm. yeah yeah that's really important and with that tool which just c-a-r-e which is really really easy to remember and also a reminder in short how to take care of ourselves and how to take care of our family as well especially mm. children yes. right understand that you used a uh, dance therapy session right for your clients and it has helped them a lot on how to restore the balance in their life and what kind of role can this movement and breath work play in improving our relationship with our children? Mm. So Udao, right? First of all, what it is. So it's founded by Michelle Law, an Australian professional ballet dancer. But because of her injury, so she started, you know, exploring Siatsu to self-healing and, and then to also learn about TCM, the traditional Chinese medicine. She discovered that you know, the metal, woods, water, earth, and fire, right? These five elements um, has the coordinated meridian. So for example, right, for fire, it governs our liver and our bladder. Okay, and then when it's imbalanced, we, we get agitated easily. <laughs> Right. So then when she designed that dance, Udao dance, right, it will, when the move going, right, it will help to activate the balance of this energy flow of these two, these meridians, right, of the pair of liver and bladder. So then along the way, right, if there's certain emotion, it will release also from that movement. Lah. So towards the end, when we debrief, so parents or, or anyone who interested to this dance therapy, right, after dance, we'll sit down and kind of like recall, oh, there's certain feeling that I had with certain part of my body or there's certain movement that I just can't do, all right? We will then deconstruct and say, you know, it's something that happened recently that kind of blocks you. And yeah, we help the parents to make sense out of this experience that they had and possibly link back to some parenting situation and help them to kind of like, oh, this is what happened, right? And when they go back, they can reconnect with their child because they know what happened. It's something that always happened inside of us that is not the child for things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess like motherhood is pretty lonely as well. Sometimes you feel the anger, you feel the frustration, but you don't know who to go to or who to talk to sometimes, which is why I guess when we bottle up too much, we are covering or, or blinded ourselves with all these emotions. Mm. some of us like not so conscious about it and sometimes right we don't have the words for it mm -hmm. and using utang is actually movement you know how we as baby the fittest inside that is our first communication language 
right? We, we see youth movement. Then I mean, know that, oh, you're kicking here and there, right? So, yeah. So then dance is always something that we can use for nonverbal communications. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to try that one day. I will invite you when I have the new session. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Jenny, for sharing with us all your little tips and very, very useful tips on how to do our parenting better, how to improve the connection with ourselves and together with our children as well. Really, really helpful. And I hope it, to parents out there, it also helps you as well. And if you need to find out more, do check out our podcast and our videos, right? And her links, everything will be there and you will be able to find her as well. Right. Thank you, Jenny, for joining our podcast today. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Learning Curve, the podcast for parents and educators. We hope you found today's episode helpful in supporting your positive parenting journey and your child's learning and development. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode. And if you found value in what you heard, we would appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review this help us reach more parents like you who could benefit from our content. We also want to hear from you if you have any questions, comments or feedback. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us through our website or social media channels. We are here to support you on your parenting journey and are always happy to hear from our listeners. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to sharing more valuable insights and strategies with you in our next episode.